each ear. So if you're listening out loud, I recommend headphones for this episode. Otherwise, I'm going to just get really quiet as I go to each ear. I have the funniest setup right now. (laughs) So my neighborhood, I've talked about it a billion times, how loud my neighborhood is. Um, And lately, it's like someone injected steroids into that. It's just been fireworks starting at about 3 p.m. every day. Yes, when it's still light outside. Tons and tons of fireworks, loud fireworks. Like, my neighbors have gotten their hands on professional level fireworks. I'm going to turn this up a little bit. So, this microphone, I can actually adjust the sensitivity. It can get really sensitive. Um, it, it can get so sensitive and pick up so much sound. In fact, I had um, my 18-year-old cousin staying with me for a weekend, and <laughs> I don't know if I should tell the story, uh, but my neighbors were fighting out in the parking lot, and the way my apartment building is set up is like a few different buildings surrounding a big parking lot. And across the parking lot, these neighbors were having, like, just a blowout, just screaming at each other. And I know that's not funny, but when you live in apartments, it just gets to a point where sometimes your neighbors, you can't help but overhear them because they're so loud. So you can't help but eavesdrop and kind of laugh a little bit. Anyway, she, I had been showing her this new, at the time, new, um, recorder. It's a Tascam DR40, by the way, if anyone is interested in recording devices. And she went and grabbed it from my office and put in headphones. And she (laughs) turned up the um, sensitivity as high as it would go. And she she managed to eavesdrop on their entire conversation across the parking lot. So that's a very... um, immoral but very good advertisement for how powerful this microphone is. But anyway, um, I was at my desk and my chair is just so creaky. I even have a new chair. It's not the OG creaky chair. It's a new one. But it's so, it just picked this microphone even when it's lower. It picks up everything and the neighbor kids are just screaming and again I'm not even mad at them they're kids and it's nice outside today but I've been trying to find a window to do whenever I do these ASMR episodes since I whisper I have to have the sensitivity up higher than usual so it just picks up every scream and bird chirp and everything and so I have my monitor on the floor on a shoebox and I have my microphone set up on a tripod and I only have a mini tripod which is fine it's actually way more versatile than you'd think I have my little mini tripod set up on my subwoofer and I am just on the ground with my mouse so I can still scroll and here we are I'm gonna I'm monitoring the sound. I'm going to 
actually turn this um, this up a little more. The sensitivity. I think that's okay. I have a cover on this and this, for those of you who are new to ASMR, which it seems from some of your comments, some of you are actually new to the feeling of auto let me see if I can remember this. Auto sensory meridian response, I believe. I th- bet you just heard that car go by. It's so loud around here. Um, I think that's what it is. Auto sensory meridian response. But it's basically that feeling, that like kind of, um, not to be crass, but it's almost like an orgasmic, but non-sexual orgasmic feeling that you get when you hear certain sounds. I've had it my whole life and I never, I could never put um, a name to it. And as an adult, when I found ASMR videos, I felt like this crazy vindication of, oh my God, like that's a thing. It's a thing. It's not just a weird thing that I do. I still remember the first time I felt it, uh, or at least that I remember feeling it. It was in, we were having a spelling test in the first grade. And I don't even have that great of a memory, but this just stuck with me. That really crazy. And my t- one of the spelling words, this is how little we were. It might have even been kindergarten. One of the spelling words was cake. The word cake. C-A-K-E. Cake. And the way my teacher said cake, I remember her walking around the room. She would walk around the room and just say the words out loud. And we'd write them down, you know. And I remember pausing and feeling this like it was like it was almost like that feeling of someone like tickling your back and you get goosebumps but in my brain (laughs) and I just oh my god it was the craziest feeling um so for those of you experiencing that for the first time with my um I keep wanting to say videos it's because I mostly watch ASMR videos uh, with my audio files I don't know what to call these um, then that makes me really happy because I'm so happy I can provide that experience to you, especially if it's your first time. That's amazing. It's just this cool feeling. Like when I rediscovered it, when I rediscovered ASMR videos, it was like, wow, it was, I don't know, this vindication and it, it's so calming and makes you just feel like so crazy good. But I have this, um, fuzzy mic cover. It's it's mostly to block out wind when I record outside, and it helps right now. Like, if I didn't have it on, you'd you'd just hear the sounds of my breath in the microphone, and it'd be really distracting because this microphone, again, is so sensitive. It just picks up everything. But this, to me, is one of the coolest sounds. I'm going to get to the unusual deaths. Don't you worry. But this, to me, is one of the coolest sounds. Naked, they don't have a cover on it, and 
they'll actually use um, makeup brushes or paint brushes. Um, makeup brushes tend to be a little softer, generally, so they use makeup brushes and they just brush each little ear individually. And it's like it's like an ambient. It's crazy. It just puts me right to sleep. Um, okay, <laughs> so let's get to these. How was everyone's weekend, by the way? How's everyone been feeling? Um, I baked my first cake, chocolate cake this week, which was pretty fun. Um, I've tried, I, I bake a lot, but cakes have always, um, I've never made one that came out really well. I don't know why, but I finally tried my hand at chocolate cake because someone suggested that chocolate was an easier place to start. Then, like, I kept trying to make, like, vanilla or yellow cakes, and they just came out really dense and didn't taste, they just didn't taste right. And this chocolate one actually turned out really good. I was really proud of myself. And on Sunday, um, I decided to, I just kind of woke up feeling odd, and I had a bad night the night before. It was just personal stuff, but, um, woke up and I drove 70 miles up to the like Santa Barbara area and went to because I, I purposely wanted to go far for one to just drive by myself and have a nice little drive and it's it's beautiful driving up the coast of California but also because I wanted to find a beach that wasn't overrun since we've already opened up the beaches here and I found um, a little beach as I was driving that was not full of people and I wasn't looking to go swimming or anything so I didn't need a beach that was like a swimming beach um that's one tip if you're not looking to like go in the water if you're visiting California then find a surfing beach um those are beaches where you're only allowed to surf and not swim because generally they're not as crowded because you can't actually swim so people don't tend to go there unless they're just surfing or windsurfing or um paddleboarding so they're a little less touristy and crowded um and you can just kind of sit and watch the surfers and it's a lot of fun so i found one of those and it was just a nice day i spent it by myself um if you've never taken a trip by yourself i really recommend it i'm usually kind of a scaredy cat when it comes to doing stuff like that which is funny because i'm really antisocial <laughs> and i'm kind of a lone wolf generally, but I still, big things like that kind of scare me, and I was really, like, it was a big moment to just go by myself and take this trip and spend the whole day kind of just with my own thoughts and looking at beautiful things, and it was great. Um, anyway, on to the unusual deaths. <laughs> we left off last time on AD, yeah, we stopped at BC. So, we are on a D, excuse me, while I adjust my fancy shoebox um, stand. So, we are starting on Claudius Drusus. By the way, either my right hand earphone, like the right side of my earphones are going out, or my hearing isn't as good on my right side. I don't know which, but when I switch from side to side... I hear much better over here than I do over here. So, who knows? Um, Claudius Drusus, 20, 
According to Suetonius, Claudius Drusus, the eldest son of the future Roman Emperor Claudius, died while playing. Just while playing. We don't know what he was playing. Having tossed a pear high in the air when it came back, he caught it in his mouth, but he choked on it, dying of asphyxia. I believe that's like the third person we've had who's died of, from eating a pear or while eating a pear. I don't know if pears were more dangerous back then. Did they have barbs? I don't understand. Tiberius, 16th of March, 37 AD. The Roman, Roman Emperor Tiberius died in Mycenaeum at age at the age of 78. According to Tacitus, the emperor appeared to have died and Caligula, who was at Tiberius's villa, was being congratulated on his succession to the empire when news arrived that the, Tiber that the emperor had revived and was recovering his faculties. Those who had moments before recognized Caligula as Augustus fled in fear of the emperor's wrath, while Macro prefect of the Praetorium Praetorian Guard took advantage of the chaos to have Tiberius smothered with his own bedclothes definitively killing him I wouldn't say that's like an unusual death <laughs> I mean it's tragic and crazy but I don't think that's very unusual to smother a king or um, an emperor Simon the Zealot first century AD. Simon is someone many of you may be familiar with because he was an, ap an apostle of Jesus. According to an ancient tradition, Simon, an apostle of Jesus, I already said that Wikipedia, was sawn in half in Persia. So, also, they he was sawn in half and they have a little, um, illustration here. I almost said picture, but they definitely don't have a photograph. <laughs> um, and it looks like he was sawed in half the way you would least want to be sawed in half, if you get my drift. And he's hanging upside down in this little illustration. I don't know if that was just an artist's rendering or if that's actually how he was sawed in half. By the way, we're getting into the um, early which means we're getting closer to the Middle Ages. And I know that the Middle Ages get gruesome. <laughs> like, real bad. Um, just an FYI. It, it's not all pears from here out. <laughs> so, St. Lawrence. So, if he's a saint, you know, it was probably pretty bad. 258 AD. Sorry if you can hear me shuffling around on my carpet. Um. Or you're welcome because it might be a nice sound for you. I don't know. The deacon St. Lawrence was roasted alive on a giant grill during the persecution of Valerian. Prudentius tells that he joked with his tormentors, Turn me over. I'm done on this side. He is now patron saint of cooks, chefs, and comedians. <laughs> Gotta have a sense
sense of humor, even when you're being roasted alive. Ragnar Lodbrok. What a name. This is in 865. Ragnar Lodbrok, a semi-legendary Viking leader. Imagine going down in history as like semi-legendary. Whose exploits are narrated in the Ragnar's saga, Lord Brokkar. I don't know if I pronounce that right. Um, a 13th century Icelandic saga is said to have been captured by Isla of Northumbria, who had him executed by throwing him into a pit of snakes. Seriously injured when his throne broke beneath. 
in his matter, manner at Domos. The king, who was half dead according to the illuminated chronicle, was taken to the western borders of the kingdom, where he died at the creek of Canisa on the 11th of September, 1060. Charles the Bad, the contemporary chronicler, 
Sore relates that the king was suffering from illness in old age, was ordered by his physician, oh God, to be tightly sewn into a linen, linen sheet soaked in distilled spirits. The highly flammable sheet accidentally caught fire, and Charles later died of his injuries. Frossard considered the horrific death to be God's judgment upon the king, so I assume he was not a very nice man. Martin of Aragon, 31st of May, 1410. Martin of Aragon died from a combination of indigestion, oh, sometimes I get indigestion and I feel like I'm dying too, and uncontrollable laughing. According to tradition, Martin was suffering from indigestion on account of eating an entire goose when his favorite jester, Bora, entered the king's bedroom. When Martin asked Bora where he had been, the jester replied with, Out of the next vineyard, where I saw a young deer hanging by his tail from a tree, as if someone had punished him for stealing figs. The joke caused the king to die from laughter. Well, don't you hate it when that happens? We are in the Renaissance now. So, these are gonna get... I, I'm gonna predict that a lot of these are gonna have, like, glutton-related type deaths. Um, I think it was around the Renaissance when, uh, namely England, started using, like, white sugar. And I know that a lot of, uh, weird different ailments started cropping up in England around the time when they got, um, white sugar. But I think that was around when the Tudors were in power, or, like, at least, like, Henry VIII-era Tudors and, like, his dad, I think. I could be completely wrong about all of that. I'm just going off the top of my head. And I don't have my keyboard here on the floor with me. I left it over at my desk. So I can't look it up. <laughs> Not that any of you care at all. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at how long this recording has been running for. Um, it's been running for 26 minutes. So we shall see if I need to um, edit out any crazy sounds. I'll probably only go for a few more minutes. Um. I don't know if any of you would want something. You know, today, it's actually easier, been easier to whisper. I don't know why. The other day when I was whispering into my other microphone, it was like, it was a lot harder on my throat. Um, but today, it's a lot easier, so I could probably go longer. But I don't know if you would want a longer one. I, person, I like listening to, like, hour-long ASMRs. There's um, one channel I recommend if you like my show and you like ASMR. Um, her channel's name is Atmosphere, like all caps, Atmosphere. And she does these crazy, like, full, like, they're usually like an hour. Well, some of them are shorter, but um, she does, like, movie-level um, production. It's, like, just amazing production value, like costumes and like, um, she uses, uh, After Effects. She has really cool effects. She has this one where she's on a train, and you just, like, meet her on a train. She does, like, a lot of point-of-view stuff where you're, she's talking to you, and 
one where she like meets you on a train and she starts reading you this book oh my god and her voice is fantastic she has another one where she um you're um at a tailor's and you're getting fitted for an outfit for a royal she also doesn't um she keeps it very gender gender neutral like you she doesn't make reference to your gender at all so you um it's easy to slip into every um video of hers but this one you're at a tailor and she it's my favorite she um she's a tailor she also plays the woman you met on the train who like makes a cameo and she's like oh we met on a train and she it's all these noises of her like measuring you with tissue paper and it's set in like i think like the 1800s and she's measuring you with tissue paper and you can hear like people kind of like outside the shop and you can hear when she puts like um her needle in her mouth to like hold her needle and that sound that might sound disgusting to some of you but that sound of her just like biting down on the needle is like oh my god fantastic plus the whole thing it's like watching a movie she has a lot of sci-fi ones too where she's in space and she's like saving you in space it's really cool wow that was a tangent um where were we okay renaissance renaissance george I think Duke of Clarence 18th of February 1478 George Plantagenet I don't know how to say this last name It's it's spelled, spelled in English Plantagenet So I think it's Plantagenet But I could be completely wrong First Duke of Clarence Was allegedly executed By drowning in a barrel of Malmsey wine. Apparently, his own choice. Once he accepted that he was to be killed. Oh, oh, this next one is insane. If you guys ever get a chance to look this up or um, have your computer or your phone in front of you right now, look up the Dancing Plague of 1518. It's a fascinating, um, bit of history. But this is it, the victims of the 1518 Dancing Plague, July 1518. In July 1518, several people died of either heart attacks, strokes, or exhaustion during a dancing mania that occurred in Strasbourg. It's not, is it Alsace? Alsace? I'm going with like the pronunciation of Versace. Or I could go show, show girls and say it's Alsace, but I'm definitely sure it's not Alsace. Anyway, in Strasbourg, in the Holy Roman Empire, all the, there was like a mania that struck the town. And people started dancing and wouldn't stop dancing for like days and weeks. And like it said, people were like just dropping dead of exhaustion and heart attacks and stuff. Crazy. Cosimo Gheri, 24th of September, 1537. According to the Florentine historian, in fact, I'm going to go until the end of this, there are only a few more, and we'll go to the early modern period, so we will finish out the Renaissance. Cosimo Gilly, 24th of September, 1537. According to the Florentine historian, Benedetto Varchi, Cosimo Gary, the 24-year-old Bishop of Fano in the Papal States died of pain due to the shock 
Ooh, this is a big trigger warning. Um, this one is, yeah, this one's like, not that any of them are fun. I, I feel like, yeah, I've been in bad taste laughing at some of these. They're unusual. This one is big, big trigger warning. Um, so if you want to skip ahead like a minute or turn it off right now, I'll see you later. Cause we only have one, two, three, four more to go.
desk. Talk about macabre. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is the last one of the Renaissance. Tycho Brahe. 24th of October, 1601. Tycho Brahe. Me today. 
today. For those of you who liked this sound, let me give you a little of this. I think it reminds me of the sound of like someone stroking your hair right next to your ear and I think that's why it feels nice. enjoy this. I hope this file turns out good. Well, turns out well, because I haven't used this mic yet for anything other than recording like sound effects, or um, I've recorded a lot of like my rain sounds and ocean sounds with this thing, but I haven't done this long of a file or any real like talking files with this yet. So we'll see how it goes. I hope you like it. Alright everybody, um, love you so much. Hope you have a great week. Remember to unclench your jaw. Go get a